Welcome to Sales Cultures Redefined, where we transform people with purpose, income, and a better life. Here's your host, CEO of Sales Managed Solutions, Lance Cooper. Guess what was studied by Aristotle, Plato, Darwin, and Freud? Laughter. Yes, laughter. Well, what a subject to discuss for a serious podcast on sales leadership, right? Do you remember Robin Williams and his portrayal of Dr. Hunter Dowtry Adams in Patch Adams? It was a biological comedy drama. In 1969, Hunter Patch Adams is suicidal and admits himself to a mental institution. Once there, he finds that using humor rather than doctor-centered psychotherapy better helps his fellow patients and provides him with a new purpose in life. And because of this, he wants to be a medical doctor and two years later enrolls at the Medical College of Virginia, now known as VCU School of Medicine. And he's the oldest first-year student. He questions the school's soulless approach to medical care. In his real life, Dr. Hunter Patch Adams urges medical students to develop compassionate connections with their patients. His prescription for this kind of care relies on humor and play, which he sees as essential to physical and emotional health. You might remember another famous story about the importance of laughter from Norman Cousins' experience in 1976. Cousins wrote an article titled Anatomy of an Illness, as Perceived by the Patient. And he wrote it in the New England Journal of Medicine. Dr. Colburn of the Washington Post wrote about how Cousins' article chronicled his remarkable recovery from a severe and life-threatening disease of the connective tissue called degenerative collagen illness. He was hospitalized in 1964 with severe pain, high fever, and near paralysis of the legs, neck, and back. Here's what he said, being able to move my body was all the evidence I needed that the specialists were dealing with real concerns. But deep down, I knew I had a good chance and had relished the idea of bucking the odds. He did. The key to his recovery, he said, was a powerful drug called laughter. I made the joyous discovery that 10 minutes of genuine belly laughter had an anesthetic effect and would give me at least two hours of pain-free sleep. Flat on his back in a New York hospital, Cousins persuaded the nurses to read him excerpts from the humor columns of E.B. White and Max Eastman and show him candid camera reruns and old Marx Brothers movies. It's not often that the New England Journal, which is must-reading for the nation's physicians, prints a six-page article by a layperson extolling the curative virtues of megadoses of laughter and vitamin C. The article drew some 5,000 letters, more than anything Cousins had ever written, including 31 years of signed editorials on the arms race, world affairs, air pollution, and other weighty topics in the Saturday Review. It's interesting that the people who work in many companies often never experience humor there from those responsible for their production. That's because, especially as companies grow larger, the culture forms around leaders who have a lower agreeableness than most, one of what's called the Big Five personality traits. They work hard and long hours and expect a lot from those around them. Because they are higher in the trait conscientiousness, 
their industriousness and orderliness align themselves with operational targets and numbers. A sense of humor often gets lost among the pursuit of objectives. People don't laugh or celebrate progress or the achievement of goals. They're simply the next set of numbers, targets, and measurements. No wonder people just feel like a number. Yet humor is so important that Stanford Business School teaches it as a critical leadership trait. Last year, in a Fast Company magazine article on this subject, mentioned that 58% of employees trust a stranger more than their boss. And do you know what the research says? It's that humor is a great way to be thought of as relatable and authentic. In Social Behavior and Personality, an international journal, Wayne Decker's research shows that leaders with any sense of humor are seen as 27% more motivating and admired than those who don't joke around. Their employees are 15% more engaged and their teams are more than twice, twice as likely to solve a creativity challenge, all of which can translate into improved performance and innovation. Decker found that managers perceived to have a sense of humor are rated by subordinates as 23% more respected and 25% more pleasant to work with. To accentuate this further, a 2018 Gallup study found that nearly 50% of Americans have left a job to get away from a manager. You see, when we laugh, neuroscientists tell us that our brains produce less cortisol inducing calm and reducing stress, and release more endorphins, which give us something like a runner's high, and oxytocin, often called the love hormone. It's like meditating, exercising, and having sex at the same time. (laughs) Did you realize that laughter and celebration brought this kind of physical response? Now stop for a moment and let's think about the effects of COVID-19 on productivity and life at home. We've had changes in work methods, lost human interaction, and so there's more loneliness and a substantial increase in uncertainty and anxiety. Even suicides are showing 40% increase in some age groups. Meanwhile, the Mayo Clinic reports that laughter is a great form of stress relief. It soothes tensions and activates and relieves stress response. It improves the immune system and increases personal satisfaction and the ability to cope with difficult situations. It also helps people connect with each other and improves their mood and lessens their stress and lowers anxiety. Finally, Mayo's physicians say that laughter even makes you feel happier and improves your self-esteem. Who wouldn't want to work and live in a place with those kind of benefits? In today's competitive environment, some laughter can reduce turnover and increase productivity for sales teams that experience them. But what can you do as a sales leader? What ways can you bring the neuroscience of laughter into the serious business of leading a sales and customer service culture, one with a ton of production and lower turnover? Three areas, off-site fun, on-the-job diversions, personal attention. Now let's think about off-site fun. Throwing axes or hatchets. Surely some of you have experienced this. We had a bunch of guys go out and do that 
you talk about a lot of laughter and fun competition and watching those axes hit on the wrong side and fall down. It was just so much fun. And getting out bowling and falling in the lane or or this new top golf thing, or other cool places in your area to take your team to. Off-site fun. On-the-job diversions. Encouragement, both with the team and the individuals. Appreciating a person's work with thanking them by name at the end of emails or in private or publicly if you know they enjoy this in public. And be sure and do this for those in the middle of your production curves. No one usually notices them. When my wife worked in medical technology, many who work there often said, the only med tech that gets noticed is a bad one. Everyone else is unnoticed. And find progress to praise. And praise it publicly or privately. And celebrate birthdays with humor or food or posters or anniversaries or other important days in the life of your employees, which actually gets us to knowing them well and giving them, third area, personal attention. Write thank you notes. You would be amazed at what will happen if you send a note to somebody. Send it to them at home and celebrate their families or extracurricular successes. Maybe their daughter's uh, thing that she did wonderful in ballet or the kids' basketball or or something you know about them. That will even cause you to know more about them. And the more you know about them, the more they think you care. In other words, take care to understand who they are. And also, you can go out to eat with significant others in their world, their husband, their their wife, uh, with you and and your significant person. In other words, go out with your employees. Go out with your employees' most important people in their lives and have some fun. Remember these areas and add your own ideas to them. Off-site fun, on-the-job diversions. You know, here's another on-the-job diversion I just thought about. You know, just bring donuts into the team or pizza or whatever's appropriate for your group of people. And then finally, the personal attention. Let's sum up the importance of bringing celebration and laughter into your culture to increase sales. People don't trust today's managers. Laughter and celebration is not present in many business cultures and lowers productivity and hurts the actual physical well-being of people at stress on the job, many with other choices that can leave to work elsewhere. According to a Gallup survey by age 23, the rate of laughter per day decreases dramatically. The average four-year-old laughs up to 300 times a day. The average 40-year-old only laughs about three times a day. A bout of laughter has some important short-term and long-term effects. The Journal of Managerial Psychology ran a meta-analysis on positive humor in the workplace. And here's what they found. The benefits of using humor at work include a lighter mood, reduced stress, faster interpersonal bonding, a greater sense of belonging at work, better perceived leader performance, overall workplace cohesion, improved mental health, closer relationships, reduced inhibitions, more happily resolved disagreements. Let's go back to the improved mental health. And I know that Delta Airlines and and some other big companies have brought in psychologists because of all the anxiety and stuff going on in the world today. And, And you know what happened? Those psychologist times were totally filled up fast. 
So remember, this is an important subject. You can figure out how to bring celebration and laughter into the workplace, into your family, and even into the lives of the children you see being coached in all kinds of amateur team sports. It's both result-producing and healthier that at the end of each day to keep the pursuit of business goals a healthy one. Why? People run them. People work in them and live eight hours plus a day in them. And you can make them better by stopping to, as they say, smell the roses. Now go, celebrate progress and achievement and laugh with your people and make things better. You have just listened to Sales Cultures Redefined. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and we'll see you at the next episode.